Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I've got Sam Funnel with me and he's been achieving some amazing results and he's happy to share some of the things he does to generate market appraisals and then how he converts those market appraisals into listings and the marketing he does to convert those listings into sales and then talk about how he gets those sales through to exchange of contracts. And finally, he'll also talk about how he achieves an average fee of about 2%, which is about £13,000. So Sam, you've had some fantastic success over the last couple of years as a self-employed estate agent. And there's lots of people out there thinking, well, how does he do it? What's he been doing? And I'm a big believer in um, success leaves clues. Uh, Tony Robbins said that, and he said that you can, you know, if you want to be successful in any area of your life, find someone who's getting the results that you want and then model them or copy them or learn from them. So, you know, if someone's out there thinking, right, I want to become a self-employed estate agent or as an employed estate agent, um, you know, it'd be interesting to hear your, your um, tips and advice. And just, if you could just share some of the things that you've been doing to, to get these great results. So one of the first things that estate agents need is market appraisals. So if you could perhaps share some of your tips on how you generate market appraisals, how do you get people calling you to talk about selling their house? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's one of the hardest things, isn't it? When you start out your own business, essentially the lifeblood of any estate agency is a listing or a, a market appraisal. And, yeah. and therefore, um, you know, sometimes it's very hard when you first start, you're like, where, how do I do this? Where, where do I get them from? You know I mean? Good estate agents will not sit there and listen to a phone or wait for a phone. You know, it's, you've got to go and find the business. So, mm. you know, there are two or three ways I think that you can do that. Um, you know, one is being quite resourceful with your techniques in finding new listings. So we tend to write to a lot of properties at the moment uh, using uh, a system where we can identify how big the plots are, when they were last sold, um, and, you know, things like that. So if I've got a buyer that needs something, let's go and find it. Uh, the other thing you can do is, um, you know, advance your position on social media. Make yourself a well-known entity in your area. Um, you know, Christopher Watkin refers to it as being a digital mayor, um, you know, which I found quite humorous when he first said it, but... He's absolutely right. You know, you you have to be the person to turn to in your local um, area who's going to be an expert in the property market. And, you know, I, I found it amazing. When I first started doing videos on a property, just how people would know who you are when you met them next. And you were like, they actually thought that this guy's an actor. <laughs> or presenter. Um, or, a presenter or yeah. something, you know. Oh, I didn't realise... You're the guy from the video. I, I just thought that was someone from Finding Country who's doing just a, a you know, a, working for you. I said, no, 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 we're, we're actually the agent, you know. And uh, um, it, that whole thing sort of turned on its head, the, the normality of, you know, how properties were presented. So you know, I remember standing there four years ago, five years ago, I can't even remember when it was, but, you know, shaking visibly in front of a camera because I didn't know what to say. You know, it took me six, seven, eight takes to to get it right. But little did I know that, you know, fast forward a year later, you know, you would walk into Sainsbury's and somebody would be tapping you on the shoulder. Oh, you're that bloke that's working for fine and country, aren't you? And, um, you know, it was, it's phenomenal. So, you know, 
one thing I do consistently is every month I do a property market update on my local and national market. Um, It's about two minutes long. It's got content. It's about your competitors' properties, your properties, uh, everything that's going on nationally in in an economic sense. Um, You know, and, and I put that out on social media every month. Now, I don't get huge amounts of likes, but I get plenty of views. So people are obviously consuming it. And, you know, I'm a great believer that doesn't matter. It's not about how many likes you get. You know, um, one of my colleagues first picked up on this years ago that, you know, he'd been putting stuff out on LinkedIn for months and months and months and months. And, you know, unbeknown to him, client phones him up, um, wants a market appraisal, very impressed with his content on social media, but he'd never liked, shared, or even looked at it. He'd just been stalking this this estate agent for some time, judging them um, on the content they were putting out there. Uh, so for me, that's just a, a massive, if not the biggest part of what we do to generate market appraisals in in a in a very um, passive sense. Yeah, yeah, and you're almost becoming the agent of choice before someone needs an agent. They're, they're following you and they're getting to know you uh, because they're watching your videos. And then when someone gets to know you and they get to like you and get to trust you, they're, you're at the forefront of their mind. So, yeah, what would you say, though? Um, I mean, you obviously were nervous when you first did it, but there's a lot of estate agents out there probably thinking, oh, no, I don't, I'd be t- it scares the hell out of me being in front of the camera. I don't like how I sound. I'm going to be nervous. So how did you feel and what, and what advice would you give to overcome those nerves when it comes to doing videos? Yeah, I, I completely sympathise with them. I hate listening to the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I probably won't watch this or listen to this if I'm quite <laughs> frank about it. And I don't like doing it in, when I watch my own videos. But um, I know it works. So, you know, I think you've got to just be a natural person if you're an estate agent. You're, you're not going in to show a, a house to somebody if... Um, you know, you're an uninteresting person. You know, you must have something about you to want to show someone a property. Um, so if you're doing it on camera, there's no real difference to what you're doing when you're stood in front of a client showing them around a house. Yeah. So, you know, essentially, that's it. Um, so my advice to anybody thinking that is, is you know, some of the most um, shared videos that I've seen from myself have actually been, uh, or most liked videos, have been blooper videos, you know, things that I've messed up um, or my colleagues have messed up. And, um, you know, these things go viral. They're, they're really interesting and people like it. So, you know, laugh at yourself. It's, it's part of the process. Yeah. You know, nothing is perfect in this world and nothing happens in a perfect way when it comes to standing in front of a camera. But once you've done it, um, you know, you do start perfecting it. You start um, using your hands less, like I'm doing now, <laughs> and 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 you know doing things that um, that you know should come naturally and and do. And I, I just think it's and 25 years ago, if someone had told me I'd be stood in front of a camera. 25 years later, try, no chance. I'd have thought you're an absolute bonkers. Yeah. But there you go. I mean, it's an essential part of a state agency t- today now, and and those that are effectively running their own business realise that. Um, and just get on and do it. And I think you made a, a great point that just be yourself. Like it's it's okay to make a mistake and cock up and get your words 
tangled as you would if we were having a normal conversation with someone standing in front of you. Um, and actually people like that because it shows that you're genuine, you're a real person, you make mistakes, and it almost builds a, an, a, um, a connection that, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of the right word, but people like, they don't want to see a slick presenter who's perfect. Um, they want to see a human being that's like them and they can relate to. Um, and they sort of, it's empathy. It's that they empathize with you when you make a mistake and they can go, oh yeah, that would probably be me making a mistake. And, and so, you know, people love the bloopers. It makes you look, oh, so they are real. They, they are, they do make mistakes. So, so you've found videos really, really important. Um, and, and I think estate agency has changed now because it's almost like there's more marketing involved than, than a state agency. And video is one way to market the house, the property you're selling, but also market yourself. And, and that's what you're doing. You're marketing yourself and, and a great way is to do that via video. Um, so when you're creating a video, you need to get that video out there. So you're also using social media. So how, how do you use it and what do you do and what are the results you get from that? Yeah. Um, I, I, I use the sort of the three sort of key platforms, um, which really are LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, um, I'm lucky that, uh, my partner, Claire, who, who's also a self-employed partner agent, uh, helps me out in, in terms of some of the technical stuff on there. Um, uh, as she's, she's pretty expert in that field. You hit the nail on the head. You know, we, we are not really estate agents, you know, we're, we're marketing experts and therefore you, you have to be masters of your craft. And, you know, one of those elements of marketing is, is absolutely through social media. So, you know, we, we have to challenge ourselves every month, you know, to put some content out there that is going to be interesting. Um, it's not just about me, 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 you know, look at how many houses I've sold, look at how many listings I've listed. It's, it's useful content combined with some key successes that win you an audience and, win you people to you know to talk to you and um you know I'm, I'm i've now lost count of the amount of people that actually will come to me via social media or message me privately on social media uh, to ask uh, about uh, you know some advice really you know which then leads to a potential listing it's not about somebody messaging on, on facebook saying i'd like a valuation of my home i don't think that happens all the time it does but you're actually more likely to get people talking to you um, if they understand who you are. And if you're putting yourself out there as a digital mayor, then yeah, you're going to get some great results from that. And I guess some people have probably got some concerns about social media saying, well, I don't understand it. I don't know how to do it. I don't like it. I don't, you know, I want to keep myself private, but it is part of our role now. And I'm just trying to relate it to sort of maybe a, an older generation that have been doing the state agency for a while where in the old days, um, back in the day, you know, I know in rugby where, where we are today is there used to be three newspapers. Yeah. There was the rugby advertiser, the rugby observer and the rugby review. And we'd be going, Oh, we're in these all three newspapers as opposed to one. Um, and I think now or sort of since then people would say, or agents would say, Oh, we're on three main portals, right? Move, Zoopla, on the market obviously now it's booming and various other ones but now today 
I think it's more about, well, which social media platforms are you on? And you need to be saying, well, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. And not only is it a good way to promote the agent and the property, what you just mentioned, it's a great way for people to communicate with you. How much easier is it for me just to send a message to you on Facebook or on, on Instagram or LinkedIn? Yeah, uh, and so- you're absolutely right. And I think, I think one of the key points here is, is, you know, estate agency seems to have lost its way ever since the advent of all the property portals like Rightmove because, you know, the frustration that we have in this industry is that if someone's on their laptop or their phone or their iPad or whatever and they're on Rightmove, you know, I can't reach through and touch any of those people and say, come come to me, talk to me about that property. You know, I don't have that ability. Whereas social media is a completely different thing. Um, you know, it is now so notable. <clears throat> you know, when clients phone me, and I'm sometimes on the road, you know, and they, they, they want to register their details as a, an applicant, um, you know, I'm sometimes on the road and I'm in the car and I say, look, I'll tell you what, the best thing you can do is go and follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or all three. Because if you want to get to know about those new listings that are coming to the market soon, they're going to be on there at least a week before you're on right move and stuff. Right. And I suppose in this market, you know, where it's been, you know, quite a hot market, um, you know, clients absolutely need to be on those social media platforms following those estate agents if they want to know about new stock. So you're putting your stock on social media before the yeah. portals. That's- yeah, way before. And, and I'm doing stuff that... It's not necessarily about, look, this is the address of the property, this is where it is. It's actually just a short teaser video. You know, look at me, I'm in a Northamptonshire village um, uh, that's a a beautiful, quiet hamlet, and I've got a 3,000-square-foot Georgian house coming to the market. Um, You know, the engagement you can get from something like that is phenomenal um, because there's a lot of guesswork involved. So, you know, you're, you're throwing out a fishing rod and trying to catch these people and make them come to you, and that is a far more effective tool uh, to create some interest in a property than, um, you know, the traditional methods in a sense. But also it increases your audience. You know, people are more likely to follow you if they're definitely interested in buying a house. Yeah. And they don't stop following you after they've found the house. You know, they're going to follow you for the future as well. It's a great stay in touch policy. You know, people Mm. have talked about the past, you know, where you've got to stay in touch with your buyers or your sellers and ring them or email them. But, if they can, if they're following you on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, yeah. and they're seeing your posts, and you're you're actually staying in contact with literally thousands of people, yeah, and yeah. because it, they're it, following you, it is. It's phenomenal. In a way, um, it's probably not start. You know, this is work that that's, you're doing now for the for the future. And yeah. in a way, you know, those people that followed you when they were buying the house you know, will eventually sell. So, you know, these are the people that you've got to be looking at as potential clients in years to come. And it's uh, it's a process that that is somewhat slow building. You know, I mean, I remember seeing um, Fine and Country Rugby's Facebook page, you know, and, and um, Claire in our office started it. She had a newspaper background, which is quite ironic when we were talking about, you know, how people um, found properties at the time. But genuinely, you know, Sean and I would go, right, we'd spend money on this newspaper and the rugby advertiser and this, that and the other. We would know nothing about what we were getting back, you know, from, yeah. from a monetary point of view. You know, when social media turned all that on its head because, you know, now you can identify people demographically, you know, by their 
age group, wealth status, all sorts of things to, to, to sort of, I mean, advertising on there is just phenomenal when you consider the return on investment you get. Mm. It's just incredible. So you're spending money on advertising and targeting a certain demographic. I mean, some people might not understand how that works. Can you just quickly summarise how what you would do yeah. to either, set, you know, if you listed a property? What yeah, I mean, um, you know, social media by by virtue of, of how you register to be on social media um, gives you a fantastic angle um, as an estate agent because... You know, a buyer has to enter their date of birth, um, you know, their likes, dislikes, all this sort of stuff. I'll call them a buyer. Let's call them a, a Facebook user. Um, but, you know, essentially, this is an advertiser's dream. So, you know, you're, you're already able to identify potential clients uh, by virtue of what information they're giving to the social media companies. Um, and for the, what, £10 investment on a listing, um maybe 15, you know, we can get on average 10,000 views of a property video, wow. um, which is phenomenal. And that's not um, 10,000 random people. That's 10,000 people who are in the right age group, the right income brand. Yeah. yeah. And, and of course, a, 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 you know, for, for, for a listing tool, that is a phenomenal way of engaging with a, a potential seller and, and them getting a real understanding of what you're going to do for them. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think aside from that, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is your uh, numbers of people that are viewing this, um, you know, are buyers. They are potential buyers of your home and yeah. therefore it, it's a, a massively valuable tool. And, uh, and obviously we talked about video, but it, it has to be video content that engages people because yeah. that's far more effective than still photography. Great. So we were sort of touching there on ways to generate market appraisals and, and you give some great advice. I mean, there's obviously lots of other ways, but we, we will just move on for a moment now to, so you've got the market appraisal, you know, what are you saying to the seller that makes them want to use you as opposed to the next agent? You know, what are you offering? Why are you different? I know they pay you higher fees and we'll talk about fees later, but you know, what's your proposition or why are they, why are they instructing you? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I'm lucky. I, I, I'm I'm a rugby person, born here, still here, working here. So I know a lot of people. You know, I'm, I'm sort of, if you like, farming and prospecting all the time in the background with social media. Um, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm being introduced to people quite regularly in that way. So when I do arrive at a market appraisal, most people know who I am. And let's be honest, most people who are inviting estate agents into their home are probably quite nosy. They want to know who they are. So, you know, they can go on Google and, you know, find Sam Funnel on there um, and any other estate agents they're inviting around. But hopefully there's going to be plenty of content for them to look at um, or digital assets, as I would call them, that, you know, people can consume and already they can trust you before you walk through the door, I hope. Um, so that's a massively valuable thing. You know, the other thing is, you know, I work for Finding Country. Um, that gives me an enormous uh, sense of pride. I've been with them 10 years. So I know every tool that's available to um, ourselves from a marketing point of view. Um, it allows us to maximize a seller's potential um, return. Uh, so, you know, the, the packages we can offer clients are so bespoke 
that you know we can tailor them to exactly what they want. Uh, so you know when we're seeing people, the other thing is, you know they're going to be dealing with essentially one person from the start of the process to the end of it, and I think that in itself has got to be some form of listing tool or mentality that's going to help a client make a decision to use you because they've got to trust and accept that you've been in a business long enough to, to be looking after their biggest asset and, you know, be with them from, you know, the start of that journey to the end of it. Mm. Yeah. And I think you've had um, people contact you and just ask you to come out and put the house on the market because yeah. they've seen, seen your content. They've already made that decision. So that's yeah. an easy listing to win if you like when they're coming to you saying we want you to sell our house because we've been following you um and seeing your seeing your content um so just could you just give us a couple of examples or case studies of houses that you have sold maybe they've been on the market with another agent and you've come along and, and what you've done and how you've got the result i mean so now i'm talking more about you've got the listing how do you get it sold and, and sell it. maybe you give us some examples yeah um I mean, at the moment, uh, I'm, I'm a great believer in in launch events and, uh, you know, creating a, a sense of competition within the first 30 days of a property going on the market. Um, and, you know, we, we've had huge success uh, in recent months. Uh, one particular listing I remember was on the market with one of my competitors. It's a fantastic property in a super location called Lime Tree Avenue in Bilton, which is one of rugby's premier streets. Um, it was on the market with the other agent for six months. Um, you know, there's only three reasons why a house doesn't sell. It's either the agent, the price, or the marketing, or the estate agent effectively, which is what the yeah. marketing is. So, you know, we quickly identified by looking at all those three points what it might be, and it quickly became obvious that it was the marketing. And the price was fairly inconsequential. It, it was about right when you looked at the comparable evidence. So first thing we did uh, was send, send out a nice teaser campaign uh, and this particular street um, by virtue of its name is this lovely tree-lined avenue. Um, it's just me walking up this street, um, nothing, just coming soon. That was it, you know? Uh, so people were guessing, oh, I know where that street is. That's Lime Tree Avenue. Um, that went out three or four days before we uh, started the actual campaign itself, the, the, the online campaign, but that was purely on a social media basis. Um, I received quite a lot of messages. Um, where is this? Which number is it? How much is it? Um, you know, some of those people couldn't afford that particular price, but, you know, here I've got another bundle of potential buyers for other properties if I need it, you know, so it's a great resource. Um, you know, that following Friday, and I'm just, this is just me, but I I love launching houses at the weekend. That's when I think most engagement's likely to be. So they go out on Friday night, they hit all the social media portals, they hit all the, the website portals, and by Saturday and Sunday, you're unearthing lots of new interest. Um, and of course, the other thing we did with this house is it'd been on the market for six months with another agent. So we changed it we used a different photograph of the rear of the house. And I'll give to just sort of like get to the 
end of this story quicker than I can. You know, the number of viewings we had the following weekend was more than that estate agent had managed in six months. Wow. And only two of them identified that it had been on the market with another estate agent at that point. Wow. Um, so it had been off the market, I think, for two weeks, which is a long time in in, a, in an estate agency industry, I think, because new stock comes on and, you know, that's a, um, we ended up selling the house um, based on offers over 800 for, for 830,000. Um, those clients were delighted. Uh, it was a great result. And, you know, this is one of quite a few that we've had in the last uh, 12 months, you know, and, I mean, and again, you know, just some statistics that, that I find phenomenal um, of the 38 houses that, Fine and country have sold in in rugby since first of March. Uh, over fifty three percent have sold for the asking price or more. Wow! On average, that's a hundred point four percent of the asking price of all of those sales. So you know that'll give you some sense of what achievements are being made with the marketing that we've been allowed to use. Mm. And obviously, great when you can show another potential seller the results you get. You get and yeah. comparison to what maybe some of the other agents are getting. So, yes, yeah, fantastic. And just out of interest, so that £800,000 house, what was the fee? It uh, was, uh, yeah, 2%, so uh, 16, £17,000, I think. Yeah, and so you've got them an extra £30,000. You've more than paid for your fee. Yeah. Um, and I, what, just out of interest, what was the other agent uh, charging? Yeah, 1.1%. Yeah. yeah, so is the owner, I'm sure, is very happy to have paid. Yeah, you know, yeah, more than happy. Double. Um, and, and essentially... Um, you know, I remember when he phoned up and said, Sam, I'm so sorry. We should have gone with you in the first place. Mm. So mm. he's essentially said to me already, I'm listening with you. Let's get on with it. Yeah. We've we made a mistake. Yeah. Um, and that gave us a, a lot of credibility moving forward. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, yeah, more importantly, you know, they're allowed to get on with their life. And I think they're relocating to California at the end of the year. Um, yeah. Great for them as a family. Great. Okay. And then... The last part of the sort of process, if you like, is, you know, you've got the house on the market, you've you've agreed a sale. What do you do and what can sort of best practice can you share to get that sale agreed through to exchange of contracts or completion? Because obviously yeah. there's been delays, that solicitors are busy, lenders are busy, there's had, we've had COVID, there's been lots of things that are delaying things. But is there any other, just give me one or two tips that, that can help speed up a transaction and make sure it doesn't fall through? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, what, one of the things that I do with, with every one of my sellers now is we organize for them to be what we call sale ready uh, at the point of sale. And, and that really is about them engaging with their present conveyancer or someone that we're going to recommend to them who's going to be proactive enough to create a draft contract so that the moment that buyer arrives, you know, the draft contract can be sent over to the other side and all of a sudden, you know, the pressure is off the seller. You know, there's no doubt about it. There's two or three weeks worth of form filling that sometimes just gets pushed to one side when you're a seller of a house and essentially you need to get that done now. Um, you know, that will eliminate that two or three weeks, two or three weeks off the sales process if you get it done now. So, you know, I'm a great believer. And also it, it fosters um, absolute belief in the buyer that they're going to move forward, you know, because the more committed they become, the more money they start spending, the less likely they're going to be pulling out of a transaction. And, uh, you know, people think there's a horror story involved with 
buyers pulling out just a day before exchanging contracts and stuff. You know, in reality, hardly ever happens. You know, I can't remember the last time that happened. Mm. You know, the reality is buyers pull out because they get buyer's remorse, shall we call it, or, you know, another estate agent's bombarding them with more details and saying, look, come and view this. Come and view that. Yeah, all right, let's have a look at it because, do you know what, we're not spent any money on this yet. Let's go and see it. That's when buyers pull out. So, you know, we really need our sellers to get into a position of being what we call sale ready. And there's there's various uh, good conveyances and solicitors who will create that draft contract fairly simply and quickly. And get the buyer to commit to spending the money on the searches, the surveys, the yeah. legal work so that they're committed, which is great. Yeah. I mean, not only that, obviously, you, you know, what, one thing we've got, I think at one point there was an industry average saying one in three property sales were falling through. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm proud to say, I think something like 87% of our, or my current sales are going through to completion. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, there's the odd one that's going to fall through. We know that, but it's very rarely at that point of exchange. But, you know, you've now got to sort of cajole and move things forward. Um, you know, do that little sales chasing stuff that, that that seems like a bit of a hassle, but you've got to do it and it's got to work and get, get you to the next step because at the end of the day, you're not going to earn any money out of it unless yeah. you do that. So, yeah. And do you, uh, communication during this process as well, um, are you, do you use WhatsApp groups? or Yeah, WhatsApp? yeah we're a great believer in, in using WhatsApp groups. Um, you know, and that really is involving, you know, buyers and sellers. Um, at the point of a listing, we tend to uh, create a WhatsApp group anyway w- between my sellers and me. Um, and that is is a fantastic tool. So we can then move it on to the next level. Now, if you can get the two solicitors involved in that WhatsApp group, um, that's terrific. Um, but at this precise moment in time, a lot of those... Uh, just not entering the fray uh, on that front yet. But, you know, I think at some point they will. They'll have to. Yeah. Great, great. And then I just want, finally, just want to touch on on one important point when it comes to estate agency is the, the fee. Um, and you believe in charging a, a good fee because you deserve it and, and um, you, get a, you get better results. Um, so what is your average fee in pound notes at the moment? Yeah, um, um I have my average fee is about thirteen thousand pounds, just over thirteen thousand pounds. Um, and as a percentage, what would that be in the region? Uh, just under two percent of okay. the eventual sale price. Yeah. So there is room for improvement, I think. But um, you know, compared to some of our competitors, if not all of them, uh, I can probably say that that's nearly double what what's being quoted elsewhere in this present marketplace. So what everyone wants to know then is how can most of the estate agents in the street be charging 1% or less? And I'm sure there's others that are charging 0.75 and half a percent. Yeah. And why are sellers prepared to pay you 2% or £13,000 to sell yeah. their house? Sure. I, I, I mean, I think that the key to, to this um, is is looking at what that client's going to end up walking away with. Yeah. You know, we have to provide them with social proof um, and, you know, commonly lots of referral business comes from the fact that you know, buyers have used me before, sellers have used me before, and therefore they're recommending them to their friends. That's great. Um, you know, I had one very recently uh, where the the client was introduced to us and uh, came via a, another referral. Um, but 
that referral was great because the vendor of that property said, yeah, Sam got me a fantastic price. Yes, he costs more than anybody else, but you've got to use him. There isn't a choice to, 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 to me. You know, I just, that is just brilliant. You know, really fantastic uh, to hear. And, you know, for, for me, that worked well. Um, and, and also... I see in your reviews, actually, it's a common theme. People say they are more expensive, but they're worth it. Yeah. You know, I yeah, see that. It, it's, yeah, it is. It's exactly that. It's, it's, look, they're more expensive, but they're going to get a better result than, yeah. than anyone else. And therefore, or, or the best one, you know, if you can, if a client's been, been with another estate agent previously, yeah, we were paying 1%, now we're paying over 2 And there's a reason for that. And, and yeah. I, I think, yeah, the, the hard groundwork is getting the social proof. Once you've got the social proof, I think it's pretty easy uh, to start commanding those sorts of fees. You know, you've got the tools. You're working for one of the most, uh, you know, amazing companies in the upper quartile of the property market. Um, so therefore, if you're working with them using their tools, it's not going to be that difficult, you know, because you're providing them with the very best of the best. Yeah. You know, and, and I guess if you look at what other agents are doing, pretty much they're just sticking it on right move and hoping and praying that a buyer comes along, whereas yeah. you're demonstrating a whole new bespoke proposition. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's funny you said that. I was talking to someone the other week, and um, I said, oh, how much are you paying? Um, uh, 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 well, you know, if you sold it, what would you be paying the estate agent? And they said, oh, it's 1%. And I said, oh, okay, fine. Well, what are they doing? And you know, can I ask, is it anything proactive that they're doing for that fee? Are they just putting it on right moving, listening to the phones? Uh, and she quickly turned around and said, yeah, yeah, they, they are. I said, well, actually, you should be using an online estate agent who's cheaper than them. Yeah. Because that's all they do. Yeah. And, you know, when you're trying to win over someone's business and you can say, well, actually, you're being ripped off for 1%. Yeah. You're actually... Paying too much. Actually paying too much for the service you're getting. Yeah. And I think um, that's why those online businesses, you know, Yopa, Purple Bricks, have taken some of the market, not because they're, they're good, because most right. estate agents are bad and have done done very little for their 1%. Yeah. And someone's gone, well, if I'm only sticking on right, me, if I was, like you just said, might as well just use Purple Bricks. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, there's nothing wrong with Purple Bricks. I don't agree with the model because I don't think they're getting the best price for the vendor. But every seller wants something different. Some people are looking for the cheapest. And it doesn't matter what you're looking at in life, you know, people will want to go to the cheapest supermarket or book the cheapest, um, uh, you know, I don't know, whether not just shopping, but cars. If you some people yeah. want the cheapest car. But actually, when I think about it, most people don't want the cheapest car. I don't know what the cheapest car is, but what is it, a Daihatsu or something? Sorry to anyone who's got one of those. I've, <laughs> I'm no, I've no idea. But, you know, whatever the cheapest car is, most people don't drive that car, do they? No. You know, they go to maybe a middle of the road. Um, and obviously people aspire to having an, a prestige car, you know, whether that's a BMW or a Mercedes. And I guess that's the sort of service that you're offering, isn't it? And that's what yeah. most people want. Yeah, no, and, and also, you know, they're, they're, the point is, I think good estate agents have great negotiating skills. And, yeah. and therefore, you know, you're charged with, with getting the best price then, you know, once you've exhausted that money out of that buyer to, to, to put it towards your sellers, 
they know you've been doing everything you can and that's essentially uh, one of the most gratifying things you can get out of the job mm. as well. It's interesting, yeah, that you made a good valid, two valid points that, that I want to reiterate really is that, you know, a state agency isn't just a state agency. It's almost like there's two main factors now or skills that an estate agent needs. One is marketing, which we touched on earlier, and, and the point you just made, which is negotiation. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't be thinking on looking for an estate agent. What you should be looking for is someone who's great at marketing and great at negotiation. Mm. Estate agency is almost like secondary, isn't it? Following a process of knowing how to, you know, do the conveyancing or put a property on right is almost like the, the, the easy yeah. bit. The skill is in marketing, the skill is in negotiation, and that's what you're paying for. And my belief is a great estate agent is worth every penny of 2.5%, a good estate agent, 2%, an average estate agent is probably 1.5%, and a poor estate agent is 1%. And, you know, people should be paying for a good or a great estate agent on, on the basis that you'll probably get an extra 5% on the value of your home if you use a great estate agent. And say the, that great estate agent is two and a half percent, and the average estate agent is one and a half percent. It's only an extra one percent. Mm. For that extra one percent, if you can sell your house for five percent more, you're actually four percent better off. And I think that's just conveying that information to the sellers. And I think a lot of estate sellers now, um, you know, in the past, and, and maybe this is true now, that they just see estate agents all the same. And they just do a lot, do very little, charge a lot, stick it on right, move, hope it sells, order taking. Yeah. But my goal and, and working with people like you is just to raise the standards in the state agency, you know, to make it a profession, to be professional, to be experts in marketing, experts in negotiation, get better results for the client, um, and they'll be happy to pay um, a higher fee. And obviously in every other country in the world, you know, if we go to America or Australia, they are paying higher fees, and I'd love to see that happen in, in yeah. the UK. Yeah, we're, we're underpaid over here, really, when you think about it. Yeah, on, so. definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, well, look, I've really enjoyed a chat. You've shared some great tips today. Is there anything else you want to add before we finish? Anything else you want to? No, um, I'm just a great believer that, you know, if, if anybody out there wants some help or wants to reach out to me, talk to me, uh, Contact me on LinkedIn, contact me on Facebook, uh, Instagram. More than happy to uh, offer you any tips or guidance yeah. on your journey. So. It's very kind. I mean, obviously you're giving a lot today. Um, and I think for the same reason, we both want to sort of make a state agency better. And um, really appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Sam. And, uh, no problem. Thanks, Sean. Take care. Thanks. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like more information about becoming a self-employed estate agent, I will add a link in the description. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.